Homeland Field Division Podcast. Hey, welcome to Homeland Field Division Podcast, episode 26 of the podcast. Today, looking at season 4, episode 10, entitled 13 Hours in Islamabad. Written by the showrunners Alex Gonza and Howard Gordon and directed by Dan Attias. My name is Matt Murdick. I'm from homelandfielddivision.wordpress.com, which is your one-stop shop for all things this particular podcast. And that would include links to the Twitter, to email me, the podcatcher links as well. And a special thanks to, let's see, uh, Johnny Lambchop for leaving a review of the podcast in the U.S. iTunes store. Very much appreciated. Thanks for taking the time to do so. So, this particular episode, 13 Hours in Islamabad. Islamabad. Uh, excellent. Excellent episode, in my opinion. Um, we had the two-week wait, trying to figure out who survived what and everything, and Pretty much the, the typical things happened. It was very sad to see um, the one under CIA guy, and I can't remember his name right now, but the fact that he passed during the, the attack on the cars. You knew Carrie and Saul were going to be fine. That was pretty much a given. Um, but uh, it all played out pretty much the way it looked like it was going to. Connie got into the, the embassy and... And managed to, the thing that he was looking for, that was a surprise to me. The fact that he was looking for the, the contact list and he was going to start eliminating all those people. Um, and Lockhart just played right into it. <laughs> but uh, I was surprised by what his objective was. I thought that they might just take hostages, you know, like an Iran thing or whatever. But he had a very specific agenda, which Carrie, as soon as she was able to, to get any words out of her mouth, really, she had figured out that this was some kind of diversion. And, of course, we knew it as viewers because it was happening. Um, but uh, it was sad to see that the, the CIA guy didn't, get it and uh i i really appreciated when uh her and saul were working together and he was trying to spot for her. um in fact let, well let's just start right there with the carry thing um there's so much weight in all of this uh for carry and last week we kind of see saw her graduate from that just strictly hammer at home operational side to the much more human side of it and and, and that was again re-emphasized uh this week with the way that she made Quinn lay off a saw after they got back with the way she had Farah's death. And we'll talk about Farah's death here in just a moment, but the remorse that was clearly there for her. And of course her, her little guy that's been with her since season one, uh, that that's kind of been teamed up with Farah this season he just said it so true. You're just so mean, Carrie, you know, because she was that whole operational side. And it's so great to see her embrace that humanity side, even though it seems like, the, according to Lockhart, the president has totally lost complete faith in her. Um, I, and I find that disheartening because none of this fell on her. And, and if there's anybody that should be fired, it should be Lockhart. What? I, I mean, what would you do? I understand 
Uh, Carrie even says it in this episode. It was a tough call. But if you're the director of the CIA, you do not break protocol. You just don't do it. I would hope that you don't do it. There's a reason why those protocols are put into place. And the way he treated the ambassador uh, when he did that, and clearly he had no clue what was going on when it started happening. Uh, He looked like he was about to shit his drawers when he was handed that book, first of all. And then he had no problem giving it up. And I'm just so super pissed at that. And it looks like that he's actually going to walk out of this pretty squeaky clean once again it just uh i don't like lockhart um there there's times when i have liked lockhart a little bit but this episode just turns it right back around again and and shows you why you should never like lockhart he's just one of those guys that you're just not gonna like and the whole back to the carry thing uh the whole carry saw relationship throughout this whole episode is so great uh that whole father daughter mentor student thing and you know you kind of got the feeling last week that the tide had turned that now carry had become the equal and i think that that footing is still there but there's one thing that carry will never graduate from and that is uh from being cared for by Saul just the way he would treat you know I don't know a niece a daughter there there's a there's a genuine um slightly stronger than plutonic but not romantic love between the two of them and they've been through so much together uh and I was really shocked to see that Saul was going to go ahead and leave but I I, it, it was very cool of Carrie also to almost insist that he did so it's just the way they care about each other is so great and that little bit when they were under fire (laughs) so i was like he's criticizing her for using too much ammo that was fantastic that even though it was a little bit of 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 humor in a very serious situation it needed that there were great things other great things about this episode the way that they took pauses for you to feel the weight of what had happened. But they didn't try to do it over dramatically or too much, just in little spurts, the way it would happen. Um, you know, the fact that when Carrie has to make the call about Farah, and let's talk about the whole Farah thing right now. I mean, again, I hate Lockhart because he came out, he gave Connie what he wanted, and he still ended up getting Farah killed. Uh, and I feel so bad for the young man that's been with Carrie you know, since season one, um, he just was destroyed by Farah, as we all were. I it just seems so unfair. You knew somebody had to, somebody important had to die, so I guess that makes her the logical choice. Um, I thought that he might, uh, the the other guy might be the choice there for a minute, but as soon as uh, Agani got the knife with her, then you knew it was over for Farah, and um. Gosh, that phone call must have been really tough for Carrie. Um, and like the kid pointed out, it's like she's just she just rode Farah and and Carrie again. That was the operational side of Carrie, just trying to make her better, make her better. And now that she has kind of seemingly in these last couple of episodes really graduated to a more human kind of side than we've ever seen Carrie have before. Um, 
it makes all of these kind of things and the decisions that Carrie has made have a whole lot of impact, including her decision to stay behind and help out Quinn. So let's talk about Quinn for a second. What a badass Quinn is. And that little private guy with him, that was so cool. Um, they didn't get everything achieved, of course, but uh, his quiet kind of confidence in the kid really brought it out in the kid, too. And, um, I mean, you don't want to say, well, I'm glad that he made him a better killer. But in that case, since it was just the two of them, and just like we said, Quinn would be the one to try and save the day, um, that happened. And in some ways, he was successful. He did save a lot of lives that may have been lost, but in the same respect, uh, it kind of got away with everything. But just to see Quinn just be so methodical, back to the kind of old Quinn that we saw before, where he's been such a mushy mess almost all season, and, and now he's kind of got, he's back in his stride. And I find it so fitting that, you know, this this one operative um, that really started the whole thing by directing the, the, the killing of the first C, CIA director head, or director, uh, operations, operation director head. Um, he, he managed to find him and capture him, and that is awesome. Um, I can't wait to see some of that interrogation, and I hope Carrie catches up with him in time to see some of it too. Um, this is really setting up nice because we've got a couple of episodes here where we may see uh, Team Carrie Quinn work together again, as well as we know that they potentially could with her brains and his abilities. And don't forget, Quinn had great abilities this week, too, in terms of the mental ability. He was figuring everything out as they went along, too. It's just that they had those explosive. Otherwise, um, I really believe he would have he would have been successful in getting them out. Uh, or or getting everything done, but um, you know I'm really looking forward to the whole Carrie Th- Quinn thing now. I know for you shippers, you're like thinking, oh maybe now they'll get together, blah blah blah. Uh, I'm not gonna be that enthusiastic about it. I think when that happens, um, then this whole relationship between Carrie and Quinn is gonna lose some dynamic. So I'm kind of hoping that they never end up together. Um, and, and there's just always that kind of tension there. I wish they wouldn't have kind of like broadcasted all over the first four episodes of this season, uh, to be perfectly honest. But um, now that it's out there, and we know, uh, we can just let that tension work for Carrie and Quinn through these last couple of episodes of this season. Uh, I just hope it doesn't go to the, the Carrie Brody kind of thing um, anytime in the near future. Like season five, please, no. When, you want to end the series that way? Fine. But not not this way. Not not on this level where there's, they've still been at odds so much. But I think the fact that Carrie has embraced her human side, uh, that that definitely extends to Quinn. And she's basically was telling him, you know, we're, we're getting out of here. She still had to be hard-ass with him. She's always got to be hard-ass with him because they just butt heads that way. Um, but I, I think that she really, you know, She's starting to realize that she needs to care about her operatives in a personal way, too. Um, the same way that she was awakened to realize that when Saul was being all operational last week, she realized how wrong that was. And now she's um, she's approaching everything more balanced than we've ever seen. And I don't know how realistic that is, um, 
but I don't care because I think it makes for great storytelling. Let me just put it that way. And I am just eager as all get out to see what her and Quinn come up with and if they can get through this. What else? There's a whole bunch of sidebar here. Um, ISI guy evidently isn't nearly as powerful as I had hoped. And it seems like ISI girl is calling all of the shots. You think that that's going to lead to him taking her out at some point? Does that writing seem kind of obvious on the wall? Um, maybe they won't do it because that writing seems so obvious on the wall, but uh, if there's any justice in the world at all, then hopefully ISI guy will find a way to undermine ISI girl uh, in some way, shape, or fashion. Um, but he evidently did what he what she asked of him. I mean, the the reinforcements did not get there uh, any time uh, within the amount of time that they really needed them to. So, yeah, just like ISI girl said, wait 10 minutes and then you can call. It was like, why did he, why did he do that? I mean, what, unless he was at least willing to entertain the possibility that she might be right, which is kind of disturbing, right? Uh, and what will Carrie do if she runs across this guy? She might just slap the crap out of him next time she sees him, right? Now, uh, the ambassador and her husband. Oh, God, what a schmuck that guy is. I was hoping he would just hang himself. Uh, all of this stuff that's happening with him is just... And then it seems so perfectly fitting that he would be such a coward. You know, trying to make it look like he wants to do something for his family and all of this stuff. And then he can't do it. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not advocating suicide. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised as, as soon as they get out at the airport, she doesn't grab a gun from somebody and just shoot him. Um, the guy is like, just, he's total trash. The guy is a schmuck. Uh, he's a schmuck. That's all I can say. Um, and I, I'm glad that he's at least in custody. So we'll put it like that. Uh, rather than some other terrible thoughts that are going through my mind. Um, again, I just want to say, sad to see Farrah go. Her role was kind of minimal. Uh, it was key in the first part of the series, uh, of this season. Um, became less and less so, and it's almost like they just had her come back just to die. That's really unfortunate, um, because I really like that character. I would have liked to have seen her grow and actually become more and more of a protege uh, for Carrie. But um, they had to, like I said, somebody had somebody important had to die this episode. Why couldn't it have been Lockhart or another schmuck? <sighs> I'm just all full of disgust. And it's, it's because the last couple of episodes, they've had great action in them and everything, but they've really made you care about the characters too. And they've really made you see growth and... Um, and and or lack of growth as in the Lockhart case and so that that kind of investment is is there for me right now I mean I'm literally calling these people out as schmucks and and um and feeling bad for what happened to people and uh, people that are really sidebar characters um Farrah not so much but um CIA guy under guy he 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 was cool 
So of course he had to die. Uh, you know, all of the people that, that would really work well with Carrie had to die. Um, and I, again, um, I felt so bad for Farrah's partner. He, he just laid it out and he just feel, felt so bad. Um, and I'm so glad that Quinn's just working on his own anyway. I'm glad he's gone rogue. I hope he takes a whole bunch of people out that, that like killed, you know, were responsible for getting all of this to happen that ended up getting Farrah killed, ended up getting under CIA guy killed. Um, wouldn't mind to see Quinn just go in and take care of, of ambassador's husband too. So, wow. It'd be helpful if I could remember these people's names. <laughs> it really would. But nonetheless, um, a great episode. I hope you all enjoyed it too. If you have any thoughts about any of these episodes, you can feel free to email me at homelandfielddivisionpodcast at gmail.com. For instance, after episode 9 aired, Brian from Japan emailed me to say this. Brian here, about 30 seconds after watching the end of this week's Homeland, blown away, pardon the pun. Ha. Uh, to be honest, a few episodes, episodes ago, I was seriously thinking this might be my last season watching this show, as I was really hating on Carrie, hating how she'd seemed to have lost her humanity and her drive to win this never-ending war. I felt bad for her when she was drugged, but a part of me didn't because I was so ticked at her, and I felt she'd built up some bad karma over the first half of this season. I wasn't sure if she'd made the right call to betray Saul, but liked that it was her humanity that motivated her to do it. So I was feeling better about her. And then this week, her scene with Saul in the exchange put me back on Team Carrie. Still, I had a bad feeling that it was all too easy, and wow was it. I loved how not only we get the RPGs and the unsureness about who, if anyone, survived it, though I'm pretty sure that one of the cars was not shown engulfed in fire and that was the car Carrie was in and Carrie at least will survive um, probably Quinn too but Saul yeah uh, Quinn wasn't in the car so we didn't have to worry about that one Brian um, but then the whole reveal about the tunnels under the embassy and that scumbag Dennis finally admitted his guilt now I have the name Dennis the ambassador's husband, uh, all because he is such a coward and afraid for his own life. And we've show, we saw that again this week too, Brian. Quite honestly, when they said he had developed backbone earlier, I didn't think that was the case. I think he knew if he admitted his guilt, he knew he was done for. Thus again, it was just cowardice and deceit that motivated him, not some sort of backbone. Anyway, this sets up for a great stretch run, doesn't it? Glad to stick with it. Yeah, uh, thank you, Brian, for the email. Uh, agreed with all of your thoughts there, and now we have a little more information. Um, maybe we'll hear from you about the, the loss of Farah uh, this next week, and I can read that email or not. Uh, but whatever you decide to do, uh, if you want to send, if any of you want to send some emails in, uh, feel free. I'll try to work them into the podcast when I can. Sometimes I can't always, but I try to. And uh, with that, I don't guess there's really thing, anything else to say. If you feel like I, I missed a key point in this, this week's episode, feel free to point it out to me, uh, either on Twitter or via email. Until next time, this is Matt Murdick. 
Only a couple of episodes left, guys, but they ought to be good. HomelandFieldDivision.wordpress.com